Welcome everybody to Behind the Patreon once again. Andrew here and with me is Mike. Hey everybody. So this uh, week we are going to do our Genesis memories. We have done other episodes on uh, other systems, but this week is Genesis memories and our top three with an honorable mention. Uh, Mm. So uh, yeah, that's our format. Um, I think you have a little bit more of a history with the Genesis than than I do, uh, Mike. Yeah, probably. Um, Yeah, so obviously, uh, I think anybody who's been listening knows that I was very much an arcade kid. And so Sega is the name. (laughs) That's the name for me. You know, those games that I was playing in the arcade, I wanted to see them come home. And that was a major factor in my interest in the Sega Master System. And that would be a major factor for the Genesis as well. Uh, I'm not sure... um, I can't, you know, it's it's hard to tell exactly when things happened as a kid. You know, they kind of blur together. I could go back and look at the years and say like, okay, 89 this, 90 that. But everything just kind of blurred as a kid. And I can say that when the Genesis came along, everything else just looked so archaic in, in comparison to me. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it really blew my mind. I, you know, I was at the arcades. I was playing all those games like... Altered Beast, right? Altered Beast was the pack-in game to launch with the Genesis. And I can still remember seeing a commercial for it. And it was it was an odd commercial, uh, probably like a 30-second spot, not too long. But it definitely stayed with me through all these years because it's, it's pretty goofy. There's like all these kids playing an NES and it's like gray and, and covered in stone or something like that. And then someone sees in the distance, there's a Genesis playing Altered Beast and it like kind of like awakened to color or something. And uh, that's, <laughs> that's very much how it felt for me. It was just like, oh my God, thank you. Thank you for existing Genesis. And once I saw <laughs> that running and I mean, to me, Altered Beast looked arcade perfect. And, and the funny thing is I've gone back to it and I've played the arcade version again and been like, you know what? I actually miss this sort of the the color banding that they used for the sky in the beginning of the genesis version and i think i i in the end i think i like the genesis version better than i like the arcade version but that's also because i spent more time with it (laughs) right but yeah it was it was a big it was a big shift it was like you had atari to nes and sega master system was a huge leap i mean it was just like atari was almost like this placeholder like what are we what are we really doing here guys you know (laughs) then the 8-bit systems come along and it's like oh man this is pretty cool and then and then the 16-bit comes along with the genesis and it's just like goodbye to everything else this is amazing i can't even believe this this is like an arcade (laughs) in my home it came up before the nes right not the genesis Oh, 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 yeah. That's never mind. The, the NES before the, the NES Nintendo. was like 1983 hardware for Japan, right? So it was already out of date when it released there, because Nintendo always does their like the hardware has to be profitable. By the time America got it, I think it was 85, so it was already like maybe four year old technology. The Genesis, though, that felt cutting edge at the time. Absolutely. <laughs> And it really, it really holds up a lot of it. Like you go back to that system and it's just like, there's some impressive stuff here. Definitely has some flaws. We'll get into that. 
But uh, yeah, it just felt like that was the leap. That 8 to 16 bit leap. There was nothing else like it ever again for me. There really wasn't. I mean, everything was, things were impressive. Things got better. But like that leap from 8 to 16 was just like, we are where I want to be now. <laughs> That's awesome, man. <laughs> okay. So as I said before, uh, my household and the entire fucking everybody I knew, not mm. just neighborhood, everyone was a Nintendo household for the most part. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I remember we got our Genesis at Toys R Us. I remember it was like laying down on the floor. Like, you know, you had the games with the, you pull the uh, little card, the little paper card, the paper oh, slip. Oh, yeah, the paper thing. Yep. Yeah, so the, <laughs> the, the paper slips are up, up on the wall. But the system itself actually was on just like right there on the bottom wow, for you to pick up. Yeah, that's surprising. It's a little weird. but how that worked. But it was like later in its life. Like we must have gotten it. God, man, like 92 or it was after the Super Nintendo for sure. 93 maybe. Because I remember okay. we got like, we got like, I, if I, if my memory serves me correctly, it was like 90 bucks. So yeah, that was definitely later. Um, yeah. What did it come packed with and what type of system was it? Because there were three models, I think, of the Genesis. It was that it was that one with like a bit like the UFO dome. Oh no, that's look. that's original model then. That's that's the model yeah. one. It wasn't a Genesis two. It was okay. before that. But and it came packed with Sonic One. And like I had been playing Mario mm-hmm. for years. You know, yeah. my long tenure as a gamer at that point. But <laughs> uh so to play Sonic was a real treat, you know? That mm-hmm. That was new to me. I was well aware of Sonic, but <laughs> I just hadn't actually played it yet. Maybe yeah. at a dim the demo kiosk thing in Toys R Us or something, but that's it. So yeah. that's like the very dead beginning, and it was just Sonic. I don't. Maybe we rented games for a while. I honestly couldn't tell you what our second Genesis game was, mm-hmm. but the first one was definitely Sonic, which was great. Loved it. Uh, you know, it kind of uh, delivered what it promised mm-hmm. and I'm the oldest brother. So, okay, let me, let me back up this timeline. It's going to get, trying to get my timeline, right? Right. This, I mean, this is the thing, right? It's all a little hazy because we were yeah. kids then, you know, it's not your, yeah. your sense of progression is not quite the same. <laughs> so when looking back on it mm-hmm. and looking at all the reviews and the podcast and people talking about it, the general consensus from most people is that super Nintendo was ultimately better than the genesis mm-hmm. no matter i know m- maybe mike you're different but mm-hmm. you know i it seems from what i gather anyway the general consensus is super nintendo was number one mm-hmm. uh and so that's what i thought i always thought mm-hmm. uh uh looking back like the the reviews later on in life i think skewed how i looked at my own memories because mm-hmm. one time I talked to my mom like two or three years ago and she said, oh yeah, you were a Sega kid. And I was like, <laughs> God, you're right. Cause I was the one with the 32 X and the Sega CD. Oh, and wow, like, yeah, I, I had the whole thing. So I had this whole deal and I love my Saturn too. So like, I think the magazine and stuff kind of skewed my memories. Although I love mm-hmm. super Nintendo as well. I think some of the, that marketing, because I'm the oldest brother, mm-hmm. and the marketing yeah. 
worked a hundred percent it was a black <laughs> system it was darker it was a little bit more adult and some other reasons we'll get to in our list in a minute i i love the look of the original model genesis i absolutely love it and for the record i think genesis is a better name than mega drive i'm 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 against you on that one <laughs> i i like mega drive i think oh. mega drive sounds cool oh, i love i love and i love the way the word genesis looks compared to mega drive it just Everything about it. I remember thinking, why are they calling it Genesis? It's supposed to be the best thing ever, not the beginning. This is the latest thing, not the beginning. You know, (laughs) I remember kind of having a problem with the name. Mm. But yeah, the artwork was also cool. And like looking back on it too, like I think the box art in general was kind of better on Genesis. So this is something that. I really felt very strongly about with both the Master System and the Genesis. I absolutely love the grid. The grid? Again, I don't like the grid. I'm talking about Genesis, uh, not Master System. Well, the well, that's the thing. The Genesis had a grid, too. The Genesis not, grid was black with gray lines. It didn't last so it that took, long, though. It basically was like the inverted uh, form of the uh, Master System. It looks like a t- kitchen tablecloth. <laughs> I just uh, I loved how they did the the minimal uh, illustrations on the Sega Master System with the grid, and then when they went to the Genesis, they had the pretty large illustrations with yeah. that black grid that kind of disappeared in the background, but gave it this uniform look. And so when all those cartridges had that same look, I would really look forward to seeing how they used that space for the artwork. And I was really disappointed when they started making the shift away from the plastic cases. Um, and had like the red Genesis band and had cardboard boxes on some of them. It just, it was a real disappointment for me to see that they lost the uniformity in design eventually. Uh, I've got to disagree, man. I like, I like the red band. Maybe the clamshell is cool. You could have, you could have both, but mm. the red band plus the clamshell. But to me, the, the color started to pop more or something it was, they were brighter. The box uh-huh. art was brighter generally, so I like that. And plus, like, I think in general, I kind of like more full art. Like, one time I posted something about Sonic 1 or 2, you mm-hmm. know, how the Japanese version, or it's 3. Japanese uh, Japanese cover art is, like, kind of minimalistic, kind of 2D-looking uh, shapes and stuff in the background and, like, kind of more minimalist, abstract almost. The, I, I know the f- the first one had like very 90s maybe it's that ni- 90s snack bar tablecloth or like coffee cup kind of design <laughs> then you look at with like teal and pink and weird random abstract shapes like the a saved Amer- by the bell wallpaper. yeah the american one for sonic 3 maybe was just really bright colorful great art hmm. uh and i posted like this is clearly better usually the japanese art is better but then some of my friends were like, no, I like the Japanese one more. And I just couldn't believe it. Yeah. You know, I've actually, I don't know what the art looks like for the Japanese Sonic two or three. I only remember seeing Sonic one. One of them is like pretty minimal. Hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, but yeah, it's a, it was a great system. I had a lot of memories with it all the way mm-hmm. up to the very late releases with vector man and shit. There was vector man mm-hmm. two as well. Vector man one was yeah. already a late release. Yeah, and Vir- Virtual Fighter, one of the Virtual Fighters is on Genesis as a late re- Vir- release. Yeah, this is this is a funny thing because like all these they've done all these Genesis collections through the years, and this yeah. is a, a wonderful thing for Sega. Like, 
it's so rare to see any other companies just being like, here's our games. Here are our history, <laughs> you know, right? Like take right. this, play this. I love that. Right. And it's not it's not often enough. It's very rare you see like Sega and Capcom continually make their older stuff available and the other companies just kind of scattershot. It's erratic. You might get a little release here and there and it's, you know, you're happy when you do, but it's Namco just did strange. it on PS1 and 2, I believe, back in the day. Yeah. There were Namco collections on those things. Yeah, and I actually bought one of them on Switch uh, recently because you could play Pac-Man with the flip grip, nice vertical thing. And, oh, uh, nice. Do you have and the they flip had grip? Splatterhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, that's nice. Which man. is, it's funny because when I saw that OLED model come along, I was like, well, you know, I have no reason to do that because I don't really play in portable mode. But then I thought, oh, that might be nice with the flip grip, but it doesn't work with the current model of flip grip. And I don't think they've updated the flip grip to accommodate the OLED model yet. That's another story. <laughs> that's cool. I would like to play some games on the flip grip. That's awesome. Yeah, it's nice. There's a lot. And Cave is putting out some shooters on there. So it's cool. That's nice, man. That's nice. I'd like to see a Genesis shooter like Truxton show up on there. I would love that. I used to play that that shit was on there. Yeah. But it's funny. You mentioned like Vector Man and the late life of the Genesis. And you were talking before about the Super Nintendo, the general consensus that it was better. And that's definitely what happened for me. Like the Genesis was there hitting really hard right away. Like these are beautiful, amazing games. This 16-bit stuff is fantastic. And the the sound was really good for those games. Eventually, though, uh, things like and this is you know me being an arcade kid, Capcom was also huge. And when yeah. I didn't get the support for Final Fight, that was like, okay, well I need a Super Nintendo now. So what do I do? I, I, that's it. This okay. Let's start planning out birthday christmas here yeah. um i, I think I, i'm a two system man i, I, I need it yeah. i need a super nintendo because if i can't play final fight at home what am i supposed to do you know i need to play final fight at home <laughs> <laughs> it can't just be a nathan's thing it's gotta be an everyday thing <laughs> so yeah once that that's kind of what happened was i got the super nintendo for final fight and then when street fighter 2 was coming i was like what are we supposed to do with only three buttons and then it didn't come out for the Genesis and it did come out for the Super Nintendo. It was almost like I never even looked back. I just didn't go back to my Genesis. So almost everything right, that came right. out after the release of Street Fighter 2 is like, oh, what is this? I didn't know there was a Virtua Fighter. What's this Vector Man game? Oh, yeah. Like it's just, and I've explored a lot of those things because of the collections that they made available years later. There were that six button controller that came out later in the Genesis' life. Mm hmm. Is the the best Street Fighter controller outside of joysticks? Because oh, I had never the, used the, it actually. It had the three and the three, mm-hmm. so light, medium, hard, punch and kick. It just didn't get better than that. It was. It's actually not on my list. I, that's a that's another honorable for, mention. For you Street, arcade the, players at home, I'm going to translate that. That's jab, strong, fierce. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, exactly. So the six. That six-button layout was great, man. I love that. Yeah, if they had come out with that at the beginning, I would have loved it. And even recently, they did the um, the M2 uh, re-release of the hardware, the Mini. And that came with yeah. the three-button controller. Fuck and that. And I was like, come on, man. What am I supposed to do with this? I what, know. What, what good is this for Street Fighter? And I think you were supposed to like press the, the start button, and it would switch between punches and kicks. That's like, fucking I'm, ridiculous. I'm not I'm not good enough to pull that off. No one is. That's fucking stupid. But the Super Nintendo, even though it was 
less than ideal with its four face buttons and two shoulder buttons had six buttons. So they were all there. I still ended up learning to play kind of without those shoulder buttons, or at least the left one, because it was very uncomfortable for me to use that. Dude, so quick side tangent here, but with Street Fighter, I always wanted mm -hmm. to map my buttons to where the strongest was like, you know, I have like X, Y, mm -hmm. make that one, make strong or fierce Y, and then hmm. B, but because I did not want my strongs to be L and R, my my fiercest right. to be L and R. Yeah. I, I want that to be my lights, my jabs. So oh, and, see, and the, I went the other way. That was I, the I default. The, I generally put the jab I put the jab and the fierce on the front, on the face, the four buttons on the face, and I put the medium attacks on the shoulders because I knew I generally used those less. And I only used right. the forward kick, which was the medium kick on the face instead of the short kick, the light yeah. kick, if I was going to use Ken or Ryu because they had the two in one from the low forward kick into the fireball. The, but there was like a lay, one of the games lately, I can't remember what it was, hmm. but like it had my layout automatically there, like by default. I was like, damn, huh? that's crazy. Yeah. Is pe people doing that now these days? <laughs> But yeah, the, the controls were definitely a, a big issue there. And that's the Genesis only having three buttons initially was like, okay, I guess I have to leave this behind for now because I can't play Street Fighter. The game wasn't even available for like another year or so. But when you're a kid, a year is like, it's dead to me now. It takes forever. Yeah. I yeah. mean, well, we won't get in the 32X and Sega CD, but... Uh, <laughs> Like, I think I had a pretty decent time with my Sega CD, and hmm. 32X just was like Virtual Boy. It was like there for a month and then gone just about. <laughs> like, it was, it was like, it was kind of cool, but it just had no support. Yeah. No support. It yeah, was just... I had a friend who had the 32X, and I remember going to his house and being like, dude, what is this? You got a 32X? I've never even seen this. This is cool. Let's play with it. And he was like, those games aren't so good. <laughs> yeah yeah so it, dude we, we messed around with them and yeah like it wasn't all that impressive but it was still like yeah mm -hmm, i gotta explore it we had the sega cd um that a friend of mine had back in high school and he let me borrow it and we kept it in my room at the school because i was in a dormitory and you couldn't have tvs i had a, a what do you call that a commodore monitor because it didn't display a tv okay. signal so i could just plug the game systems in there and it was fine Okay. And so people used to come to my room to play, and that's why he brought the Sega CD there. That's how I played Lunar. But that's a little different from Genesis, right? Those are all yeah. more expensive add-ons. We'll do a Sega CD one later, maybe. Season mm. two, maybe. <laughs> all right, so you want to go into go into our uh, deal here? Uh, our top three? Yeah, sure. Anything let's, else? Let's get into it. I, I, okay. I'm sure there will be some other memories that crop up here, but uh, for the most part, the the jump to 16-bit was like, to me, the arcade perfect thing, and I was so happy to see that happen with the Genesis, and, and it just, Altered Beast was the pack-in game, and I was absolutely ecstatic about it. <laughs> see, that was my first jump. I missed the Atari age completely. Mm -hmm. When people say, oh, the, the NES had such better graphics in my brain i'm thinking better than what like that's, for me that's that's ground zero for graphics mm. 
if graphics yeah. begin here. But then when I look at uh, Atari, I get I'm like, oh, okay, I get it, I see it right. now. But yeah. <laughs> before I just I just had no reference. I didn't grow up with that reference at all. So, hmm. um, yeah, the, I mean that jump from eight to sixteen was great. Uh, and then I I know you've never really like fully gave your heart to to thirty two bit with uh mm-hmm. with the PS one, but yeah. dude. I mean, the PS One had a lot of really like stellar games, and it did. Uh, it that did, was a, but it was I, just it's a big jump, a huge technological jump. Even though you thought it looked worse, mm-hmm. it was still kind of cool to play in three D space. Uh huh. Yeah, like it was definitely cool. It just wasn't that interesting to me. That wasn't never, the jump I was looking for. You never liked any kind of three D game. I mean, I did eventually. And we'll get into that someday when we, you know, discuss yeah. PlayStation One because 3D just wasn't really the thing on uh, the 16-bit era. <laughs> no, it didn't exist really. And that's the thing, like 3D again. Where were your like 3D exploration platformers in the arcade? They weren't there. Like, that's, oh yeah, the arcade is the tastemaker for me. You know, I understand. Like, I want that experience, and that's not really. It doesn't reflect that. I understand. And that's fine. I, I, mean, I, like I loved the arcade as well. I mean, fighting games. It's a and major all those divergence. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, man, let's get into it. All we're right, start let's off get into with, these top few. With my pick, so we're at the number three. We're going from top, from bottom to top. Fantasy Star, man. Ooh. <laughs> Talking uh. about not arcade, but <laughs> uh, again, this is cheating because. I did not grow up with this game. I didn't mm. read that much as a kid. I didn't play RPGs really at yeah. all, except for Final <laughs> Fantasy VII. But I got this on... Okay, let me track. Maybe let me backtrack. I played... When I played Zelda Breath of the Wild, it changed my whole fucking mind about RPGs. So after huh. I went back and played a shitload of other Zelda games mm-hmm. and beat them all... I was like, what else we got? So I checked this out eventually. Maybe there's some other stuff in between. This was like a little before the pandemic, maybe. And dude, I, I can't I can't remember. I couldn't tell you what happened in the story to save, you, save my life. <laughs> but at the time, I liked the story. I was playing it in Japanese, too. And mm-hmm. great music. And I it's like probably my favorite Genesis music, honestly. And it was, I don't know what it is, dude. I could not mm-hmm. fucking put this goddamn game down. I beat <laughs> this, I with save states, I beat this game. And uh, save I had states a, are very helpful for that sort of thing. <laughs> I had a great time, especially the last bosses. I just mm. not going to grind, dude. I'm sure the real, the real experience has you grinding a lot. But uh, yeah. Yeah, usually. I didn't do that. But The other man, thing is I feel like they were so really stingy fun. with saves. Yeah, they're stingy with that shit, especially at this time. So, and also, like, this is the same creator as mm-hmm. Altered Beast, Rieko Kodama. Rieko Kodama. And wow. uh, she's That's, known they for... They couldn't be more different. <laughs> I know, they're, they're really different. She also did Skies of Arcadia for GameCube and Dreamcast. Ah, oh, that's but awesome. She, was, she loves Star Wars. 
And so this is like a little Japanese Star Wars. It's in the name. It's half fantasy, half sci-fi. It's fantasy <laughs> star, right? So it's yeah. a lot of fantasy elements, but it's also straight up sci-fi as well. Would love to see some sort of new remake, not remake, but a sequel to this. But Kodama has said that like basically this is it. The story ends here, mm-hmm. which is fine, whatever. But like, you know, they could definitely tell some other story in yeah, a similar kind that's... of vein. They really do. I've I've long felt that Fantasy Star deserved some continuation in the modern era. And when I say the modern era, I mean I was talking about this like back in the PS2 days and stuff. Like, where's Fantasy oh, Star? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Great series, man. I mean, I haven't beat all of them. I beat one and four. I've tried two and three, but mm-hmm. two and three I I had a harder time getting into, but two I had two on the Genesis. Uh, yeah. it came with like a hint guide and everything, and I had to use it a lot. That oh, was yeah. its that was its soft game. I had a lot of trouble with. I don't know as an adult if it'd be a little easier for me, but it was really difficult as a kid. <laughs> I spent a yeah. lot of time with it. I liked it, but I couldn't beat it, and I just eventually quit. Went back to my arcade games. You know? Yeah, you didn't have save states either. So yeah, yeah. This it's surprising to me. I never thought I would be so into RPGs, and and I'm still not into a lot of them. But the ones I've really loved, I really loved, and this was. This is just a great one. Happy Console you, Gamer on YouTube you, also loves loves this series. If you you know the the battle stuff, the battle scenes are done on the beautiful futuristic grid that is a trademark of Sega. <laughs> that is true. I'll I'll accept it here cuz it's like a virtual reality looking thing. <laughs> but <laughs> you're right. At first I, yeah. I had a hard time like just the characters popping up. Mm-hmm. Like I want for one of my first RPGs was Chrono Trigger. So all the characters are there mm-hmm. and they do their move. Yeah. And like to see this and like Earthbound was just like, mm-hmm. where are the fucking characters where well, you, you can't see shit, <laughs> but it, I don't know. You just kind of like get over it. And it's like, it was, it was great. I th- played it on emulator, I guess probably on my emulated PS Vita or something. I don't even remember mm-hmm. what I played it on. But I beat it on that, so that's, there it is. Cool. I think this is available on the um, the current Genesis collection, along with two and three. Yeah, it is. So it is. I'd I'd love to go back and give all these games a playthrough. That's just time is not on my side, really. Right. <laughs> I have a friend that uh, I went to college with, and we're still you know very close. And he loved Part Three. His Three is really? his favorite. Yeah. That's usually. But I never the played worst, Three. I, I never think. had it. Nobody, I think, nobody I knew had it. And after getting, you know, trounced by two, I was like, eh, I don't know if I want to get three myself. I've heard three was the hardest one as well. The grindiest. Yeah. I've, I don't know. I'll, I'd have to ask him. <laughs> right. But no, I see this. So this cover art for Fan- Fantasy Star 4, I really like the 70s style, um, almost like a Frazetta or Vallejo or whatever. Yes, but I think I think that if we could make this artwork work with the black grid, I would like it more. <laughs> <laughs> I love the artwork too. It yeah. also is like, it's just, it's cool. I like it, but no. the real what they what the Japanese side had in mind was a more anime look. If you look at the, if you look at, I don't have it right now. I guess I could pull it up, but. The, the Japanese side looks like just straight up fantasy anime, which is, if you look at the game, that's what uh, it is. Okay. I didn't, I, yeah, I've never seen the box art for um, the Japanese version. This but is I cla- mean, it's pretty, 
pretty standard stuff to be like, here is your American sci-fi fantasy art. It's <laughs> very a very realistic, you know, classic example of like them kind of localizing the art because mm-hmm. at that time they wouldn't accept it. Now everybody would, but I mean, I think they made the right decision for the time. Like for me yeah. as a kid, I was, I would have been more drawn to this just like, uh, Dragon Warriors artwork was just completely different. If I had seen the Japanese box art for Dragon Quest on the American box, I would have been like, eh. But when I saw that Dragon Warrior art, I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. Right. I don't know. I liked anime so much since the beginning. I it's hard to tell what I would what I would what I would have liked, but I mean I something... did too. But it would have been like, okay, so this is I would have looked at it at that time as cutesy. Uh-huh. And I would have said, that's not that's not what I want from this. Right. So. Right. I love this font too. I'm looking at it. Now. They made the right decision in marketing. I made the wrong decision for myself. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. But that yeah, was the culture then, you know? Yeah, that's true. This is, yeah, it's just one of those kind of surprising things about gaming for me. Yeah. All right, going to your number three. All right. The Revenge of Shinobi. Now. This is not an arcade game, but it is very much an arcade game. So Shinobi was was an arcade game, right? And it was kind of Sega's approach to uh, Rolling Thunder. And okay. you just kind of walk left to right, shoot the enemies. It feels great to control, feels great to play. You rescued the kids. And uh, I loved it. I played it on the in the arcade. I played it on the Master System. Um so when this came along on the Genesis, the Revenge of Shinobi, I just was like, oh my God, what is this? This I haven't even seen this in the arcade. I got to try this. <laughs> I loved every minute of it. The music is phenomenal. Now, I know that you know you might hear me discuss this on other episodes because Revenge of Shinobi was an important game for me. The music <laughs> was fantastic. The beginning opening scene, like that blew me away. Just the, the title screen where they showed, um, what's his face? Sonny Chiba as Hattori Hanzo or whatever. And he does that <laughs> little shuriken deflection and you see right. the close up of his eyes. I was like, what am I in for? Like, I really, this to me was like, this is next gen. This is going to blow your goddamn mind. You cannot handle this. It looks real. And that's, and that's really what I felt. The thing is, the reason, one of the reasons too that I loved this game so much was that again i could beat it <laughs> so okay, right, it was so right. rare that i could actually complete a game you know but this well, it was had... so hard back in the day yeah you know and like the thing is i didn't want to have to master everything because i hated when i would get to like just generically say like stage four and just get beaten by some boss and then be like okay now i gotta start over again and be like well now i'm not gonna play for like a week or two because i don't want to deal with that that's a right. hassle right but this game, I think I was reading a magazine or something, and they showed me that there was a spot where you could get uh, two one-ups. So I farmed the two one-ups to give myself like 99 lives. I used the infinite shuriken cheat in the menu where you put it on the double zero and just leave it there. And after like seven or eight seconds, it just kind of morphs into an infinity symbol. That's awesome. So... And when I was in trouble, I could just spam the like jump attack where you throw a whole bunch of the the stars. I I just loved it. And each boss, the bosses were really cool. And I remember thinking at the time, like, huh, 
This boss looks a lot like Godzilla. This boss looks a lot like Spider-Man. This one looks like Batman. <laughs> and then, you know, as I got older, I found out like, yeah, that was legit. That was for real. <laughs> it really was them. But like some of them were licensed, some of them weren't, and they had to make revisions to the cartridge. So that's kind of sad. I, I don't know. I don't know if anyone really gets to play the original without holding onto the cartridge or finding a ROM of that version of it. Right. Because right. I checked it out on the, the recent collection and, and instead of it clearly being Godzilla, it's like bones with the visible organs and no flesh. It's, it's kind of weird. Like it's still a great game. It still feels good to play. The music is still phenomenal. The controls are still spot on, but uh, it's kind of weird to just be like, Oh, those all look so different. <laughs> right. I yeah. don't I don't know if I played this man growing up. I wish I had. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think that it's still an impressive game, but it's certainly a much more impressive game if you're playing it for the first time in like 1990 or whatever it was. Yeah, this would have been something I definitely would have rented, but I don't know why. I just like the Shinobi series in general, I kind of p- passed me by. I think I played maybe rented one of them or something and liked it, but Mhm. I don't know what it is, man. But there was a Super <laughs> Shinobi on Super Nintendo, right? Or no? No. No, oh, no. There was um, Super Shinobi is the Japanese name of Revenge of Shinobi, which is oh, Shinobi okay. 2. Okay. Uh, there was Shinobi on um, on the Sega Master System. And eventually, I think it was Tengen who did like the unlicensed NES cartridges, released okay. a version on the NES. But I don't think it was very good. Okay. And the Sega Master System version was also a little bit different from the arcade version, but it was right. mostly the same. It was it was it might have been a little bit better actually on the overall. Okay. But yeah. But yeah, this yeah, game it looks was fantastic. Great. It Music, looks great. Sprites. Like those those sprites just blew me away and like the the bosses were huge, you know. That's that's an impressive thing back then. Be like, "My god, look at the size of this boss." <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I I played uh the messenger, which which is like a s- spiritual successor almost to mm-hmm. this game maybe, but this is the, kind of the OG. Yeah, I need to get this. I need to have this. Uh, I need to acquire this once again for my. I life. I I mean, to anybody listening to this who has any interest in the Genesis whatsoever, I highly recommend just getting whatever the latest collection is. I I've got right. it, and it's a ton of fun. It has the rewind and fast forward features. So you can manipulate things as you like and really explore all these games. A lot of them you probably never played because they came late stage, had lower print runs, or they're too expensive to get a hold of. This was early though, right? This is early. And you could see because it still has the classic Genesis uh, design. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true. the black grid. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, man. I I wish I had more to say about this one, but I just... (laughs) didn't play it growing up man yeah that's an impressive game it really is beautiful oh i love it (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna definitely play that later all right moving on to my number two right all right (laughs) yeah we go that's altered beast man what can i say (laughs) it's got that uh black uh and white grid at the bottom as well Mm -hmm. so um what can I say, man? It's Rieko Kodama again. This is probably her first <laughs> hit. Um, the controls are god-awful. 
but it's I, I, don't I know. think it's they're fine. I've, I think they actually feel better on the Genesis than the arcade version. Dude, I, I mean, it was just kind of clunky and slow in some ways. Like it's like an American way, the way an American game would be, mm. but still, it's great. There's just something about it. It's classic. I love the like. You know, I didn't notice this too much about myself growing up too much, oh. but like I do I do like like dark characters like like the werewolves and like this whole kind of mm-hmm. like thing. I was never like I love Halloween everyone, but I am <laughs> there is a part of me that's like that, I think. Oh and, yeah, that's for me know. too. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm in that industry now as well, which has only exacerbated it probably where I where we make <laughs> mo- movie uh, monster movies movie monsters yeah i mean look at this iconic screen here you know the transformation the Um, transformation scream the screen and the scream like they were a staple of the arcade for me like i could i just loved that i could be in an arcade and be like oh i hear altered beast there it is (laughs) the most popular podcast like well not the most but like my favorite one it's very popular last podcast Mm. on the left they even sample this. They uh, and I'm sure a lot of the younger people listening don't know where it's from, but it's in their oh yeah, it's in their uh, intro song. It's in every single episode. It's the rise from your grave. <laughs> oh, uh, I love it. Yeah, so like that's like it makes you think it's a nerd podcast at first, but it's not. They just they just like that sound. And <laughs> dude, if if Sega's ever like, hey guys, we need you to change it, they're gonna have to change all their episodes. But. <laughs> apparently they're they're good but it's one of those things i think that uh where if if it's mixed in with something that it won't trigger any copyright strikes because it's not really recognizable but yeah altered beast for me was huge like i said it was the thing that put me on the genesis that was just like look at this goddamn system this is incredible this is the arcade in my house i can't believe it I can't believe that the Genesis was out before the Super Nintendo, man. Like I was <laughs> looking back, I thought that it had come out around the same time. I that's that's what I thought when I was a kid. Yeah. It was no, out like two just, or two or three years before or something. I think it was I think it was two years. But but I don't know, because America and Japan were on different timetables. Yeah. So Yeah. But I mean, it's so impressive. And I think to this day, like a lot of people don't recognize that the Genesis was more capable than the Super Nintendo and a lot of the important factors, like the number of sprites you could display and everything. Because right. it was it was built like, oh, we're thinking, you know, 2D uh, horsepower arcade stuff, you know? Right, right, right. And the Super Nintendo was similar to the NES where it's like, well, what can we do that's profitable but still decent, you know? And, and we're going to work within whatever limitations we have because we mean, don't have an arcade setting a high bar. There was something kind of crisper about graphics hmm. for the Super Nintendo, I think. There's something kind of almost muddy looking about Genesis graphics at times, but I yeah. still like it. But I'm, that's just a difference I notice. I, I agree with you. And I think that there's there's an issue there. It's like the the pros and cons. I think that the... Super Nintendo has a broader color palette, but can, yeah, but displays fewer on-screen colors at one time. Something along those lines. Okay. So it's like the they went heavier in one direction, and of course, because Nintendo is developing for Nintendo systems, 
they just work within the limitations. Whereas Sega right. is like, all right, how do we make this awesome PCB arcade game work right. on the Genesis now? So this is a game that every emulator machine I've ever gotten, I've put this game on there. I go back <laughs> to it. And I, for the longest time, I didn't get past the first level. And then I was really? like, yeah. And then I was like, oh, you turn into other shit other than that first guy? Like, I didn't even fucking know. <laughs> I had never had the arcade experience with this. Uh, I did have it on Genesis at the time as well, I believe. But hmm. again, I think it was kind of like a later purchase or something, probably used. Uh, but I did play it at the time, just a little later. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. What can I say, man? It's great. Uh, I wish they make a movie about this. They made a fucking Rampage movie. They might as well make this movie, right? <laughs> starring like, starring The Rock. <laughs> I mean, why not? Look at these guys. The fucking bear, dude. I mean, it's just, again, with platformers and any kind of arcade game, it's to mm-hmm. me, it's all about the power-ups. Power-ups are really big. Yeah. You want to be yeah, able to no, do as, different shit. I, as a kid, it was just like, this is the absolute peak of excitement. Like... I'm going to turn into a bear. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. Wait, you could be a tiger too. (laughs) It's, it's great. I, and you know what? The shirt shrank a lot in the fucking, um, dryer, but I have, I have two actually a a newer one. I I saw you wearing that logo shirt one time. And yeah, like this, this cover art for altered beast is just like some of the, the best thing I've ever seen. (laughs) It's so good. With that shirt too, it was my favorite shirt because it was like, it was a distressed logo kind of shirt. It mm-hmm. looked vintage. It <laughs> it had a really cool look and like it looks like a heavy metal band. And yeah, it's it's a pretty metal cover, man. It's a metal ass cover, right? And a lot of Genesis yeah. like Chalk and the Forever Man. <laughs> you yeah. know, there's a bunch of metal ass covers for Genesis, <laughs> and that was what was great about it, but. One time I was wearing that shirt, mm-hmm. dude, I swear to God, bro, I'm walking down the street. I thought this guy was about to jump me in the middle of the day. I'm, I'm at work. I'm going to the gas station in my work to get a yeah. snack or whatever. This guy pulls over and he says, sweet shirt, man. And then drives off. Like <laughs> people fondly remember this game. I get, I get a compliment on that shirt. Every time I wear it, every mm. time, dude. Yeah by dudes around our age like people just love this game man it's fucking sweet it really was man it's so good and it holds up like i still go back and play it pretty regularly it's great because because again i can beat it and it doesn't take too long no it was an arcade game it doesn't take too long you know so it's just like yeah let's take a quick 20 minutes you know play through uh, altered beast it's on um it's on my steam deck (laughs) (laughs) in emulator form all right, moving on to your number two, right? All right. Yeah. Are we on to your number one? I already forgot. No, no, no. No, we're on to my number two. Okay, number two. All right. My number three was Revenge of Shinobi. My number two is Castle of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> this might be a little unexpected, right? This is not that we didn't have any arcade game for this, but this was this was as much an arcade platformer as you could imagine at the time. It really was a beautiful game. 
I am still really impressed by the sprite work on this game. It's when Mickey is standing in his idle animation and he puts his hands behind his back and he just kind of shakes his butt back and forth like he's whistling a tune or whatever. I love it. It's just there's so much put into this and you could feel it come across so well. Oh, <laughs> I just saw the video there. For those who up. are watching it, who are listening on the podcast, there is a video of gameplay footage along with this and it's worth checking. Um, yeah, this is another game that one of the reasons I liked it so much was that I could beat it. Uh, I would play through the whole thing. It was obviously geared towards a younger audience. And an interesting thing about this is I remember reading once that they took issue with the idea of lives that you couldn't have Mickey die right even in theory and so instead of saying lives or whatever they were like oh what if we did the word tries and they put tries in there (laughs) to represent how many attempts you had to to succeed it's just an interesting little touch but like you had in this game you had uh the jump on uh, enemies ability like mario but you had to press down to like get your butt stomp going otherwise you were just doing a full jump Right. You could throw apples at them. But the real the real beauty of this game, I felt, was like the animation. It was just the sprite work was phenomenal. The music is really good. I like the structure of it because it takes sort of a, you know, classic video game design. Like here is your forest world. Here is your uh, candy world. And you get I need, to explore I need more of that these different in, things. I need more of that in games these days. Like, just give yeah. me a fucking level, dude. Just a right. fucking level to play through. That's it. Oh, look at this. I'm I'm playing on the uh, bookshelf now, and there are letters jumping at me, and there's a jar. Like, it's just these things. It doesn't have to make sense. It has to be cool. <laughs> like, yeah, it's this fantasy. was fun and cool, and I loved every minute of it. I played it again and again, and I still look to play it on the regular. I have the um, the remake of this game on the PC, and I put it on my wish list for the Xbox as well, so I could comfortably play it in the living room someday if it ever goes on sale. On the it's Xbox an HD remake of the same exact thing. Uh, it is. It's it's a 3D platformer, but it's really kind of two and a half D side scrolling still. Okay. It's it takes a lot of liberties. It does a lot of things differently, but it does them all well. It's it's a good game in its own right. And it's okay. not expensive. It's about 15 bucks. I just like I've bought it so many times that it's like, well, I, I kind of need to wait for it to go on sale. Right. But I think that uh, I've been thinking about this, you know, um, if kids if kids today wanted to get started on classic games, I feel like Mickey Mouse is a great one to start with. You know, if you have any interest in getting a kid to try out some retro games when they're young Mickey Mouse is is a good way to go. Um, and Castle of Illusion is my favorite of the Mickey Mouse games from the 16-bit era. That's awesome. I no. don't have much, again, I'm going to say this again, but I, I didn't play this one growing up. I probably played this a little bit on emulator. It looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, people say, it feels people say good. The Game Gear, people say the Game Gear version is one of the best, if not the best Game Gear game as well. But So it's funny you mention that because when when i got the genesis i didn't really look back to the sega master system right right because to me it was like okay the tech is moving forward we're closer to arcade perfect now that's where i want to be 
when I learned that there was a Sega Master System version of Castle of Illusion, I just figured it was like some of the other ports where the Sega Master System is just the weaker version of it. Like there's an, I think there's an Altered Beast and a Golden Axe on the Master System version, and they're just right. they're just not good. They're just right. really rough to to play. So right. I thought that was the case for this, but then I learned that the Sega Master System version of Castle of Illusion is a different game. It's 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 a unique game in its own right. It's got different levels and bosses and different play mechanics. And I finally went and played it maybe like two years ago, and right. I really was impressed. I loved it. And so I think that the Game Gear version is the Sega Master System version. Okay. Ported to the Game Gear. Because I'm pretty yeah. sure the hardware was similar or the same pretty much. That's my wife's one of my wife's favorite games is that <laughs> she doesn't have many, but she grew up with a Game Gear herself and mm. that that was the game for her. I mean it's it's fucking Mickey Mouse. What can you you can't go yeah. wrong? Yeah. And like that's the thing, you know, Castle of Illusion, same game, and you got two completely different fantastic games to play. This I will probably would have loved if I played it. I don't know why I skipped mm-hmm. this. I think there was also I might have been getting into EGM already at this point, and mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I was starting to be aware of licensed games not being that great, so maybe that's why yeah. I skipped it. I'm not sure. Yeah, that was definitely a thing. You know, I had a, a good sense of that, and it was. It took a while to unlearn because, like, I was thinking, "Oh, Castle of Illusion is so good. Maybe these other licensed games are great." And there were quite a few that were great. You know, Capcom when they had all those Disney games. But, uh, Dude, Disney had great games on the 16-bit era. I mean, the Aladdin yeah. game was good. The Lion King game was good. They were hard, but they were good. The Gargoyles <laughs> game, I th- that, maybe that not, that's not Disney, but like they, they, Disney's like there's a reason they're they're good. Mm-hmm. They seem to pay attention to what fans want. <laughs> you know, yeah. well, most importantly, they were farming it out to the right people. And they were like right, right, Sega right. and Capcom. You know, right. No, yeah. I mean, this game looks looks fucking excellent. I don't know how I missed it. <laughs> yeah, I loved this. And for years, I thought I thought the the enemy in this game was from something else, like in the Disney realm. But apparently, the witch Miserable was unique for Castle of Illusion. I, oh, was it? I only learned that relatively recently. That's cool. Not that it matters, but you know, that's that's who the witch is. You see flying in the background of the classic art, and I I love that artwork. I really do. <laughs> That's awesome. I uh, I wish I played it. I wish I had played this. All right. We're going to move on to what? Honorable mentions, right? Uh, did you do your... Oh, did I? Number... I don't think so. I think you have to do your number two. Oh, wait. No, no, no. Because we're ending on you. So I think we're going mm. to honorables. You did Altered Beast. Yeah. Moving on. Oh, and Fantasy Star. So maybe you you are you are. Honorable mention, man. Yeah, I think I think this is it. Uh, okay. So I like I could kind of put all the Sonics if I'm cheating, especially mm-hmm. Sonic Two. But I for some reason I think my Genesis love, really was like at its peak around this time, mm-hmm. and there there was something with the 32X with this, right or no? Or no, it had an in- extra cartridge or some shit. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I know there was a Knuckles game, but I don't know what else they had okay. for this. Yeah, I mean, everybody cites Sonic 2 is the best one or Sonic CD. 
and there is a case for Sonic CD as well. But um, I was so yeah. I I don't think you've actually told the folks at home what oh, what particular yes. game you're featuring. I'm though. sorry. Yes, I'm used to the visuals. It's Sonic and Knuckles uh, mm-hmm. for Genesis. Um, we're getting like later in the Genesis lifetime, probably, but. Yeah, there's like a red need- band on the box art. <laughs> we we needed we needed a you know a Sonic game. I needed a Sonic game in my list. So, mm. and for some reason, this is it. Um, I I never really see this on people's like top lists, but it is mm-hmm. for me. So, uh, that's all that counts. You can only yeah. speak for yourself. <laughs> I just remember playing this a lot. I probably beat it. I can't remember, but I'm sure I did. And. Just at the height of my Genesis love, man. I love I love all the Sonic world. I love Knuckles, Tails. I've liked the movies that have come out too. Um, yeah, Sonic's, I, I really Sonic's enjoy great. the movies too. <laughs> yeah, the movies are surprisingly good. Yeah. Um, did you ever play this? Uh, I did not play Sonic and Knuckles or Sonic Two uh, because I didn't like Sonic One. You never so, liked any Sonics? So, spoiler, uh, <laughs> my number one will not be Sonic. You don't like Sonic at all? Yes and no. Uh, so, at the time, I did not like it. So, okay. I played the first game, and I remember hearing so much about it, you know, when it came out. Like, oh, there's this new awesome Genesis game. Sonic. Okay. So, I there's this guy in the neighborhood who had it, and I was like, yo, I want to try this game. Can we give it a shot? And I went over to his house. And I was blown away by the Sega. Yeah. And then they were like, yeah, this is like the fastest game. You could go insane speeds. And every time I tried to move, I just hit something. And I never went more than like a second at high speed. And so if you learn, if you learn the just, levels, you can. Yeah. It was like, you're going to have to master this game in order to actually enjoy it. And I didn't find that to be interesting. So I think I never bothered after that. That's that is the key problem with game design. I think probably with Sonic is mm. that like part, not that I like, I've said before that I don't really like getting the world building that much, but whenever you play a platformer, you do need to kind of experience the world a little bit. And mm. if like you're, all you do is like run straight through that shit, mm-hmm. then you don't really experience the world you're playing in. So, mm. So that's kind of a, yeah, that's kind of the problem. Like if, if you had Mario and Sonic on the table, I'd probably choose Mario ultimately, mm-hmm. but I do still like Sonic, but I think that they've, they've never really like reconciled that problem. Probably like you have to, ex- well, they did a little bit, I guess, of Sonic Adventure, but you have to kind of, well, yeah, like, the 3d games uh, obviously changed the way things flowed quite a bit. Yeah. And yeah, if it's if the whole point is to go fast, but you get stopped every five seconds, it's like it's a little annoying. But I don't know what it is. It still kind of worked for me, and mm-hmm. um, it was just Did cool you play to see him two do player? loops and shit with tails. Uh, I don't know. Does, can you play two player one as Sonic, one as Knuckles, or is it just Sonic and Tails? So uh, did you, you play with your brothers? I don't remember them playing this that much, man. Like oh. it was mainly me solo, but. By the way, he's supersonic for a long time here. I forgot it, la- <laughs> I forgot it lasted this long. Um, but uh, I just remember you can play as Knuckles, but he's mm-hmm. he has like a he has like a float move. I remember. I think kind of like uh, mm-hmm. you can play him almost like you do Luigi in uh, 
Mario 2. Or no, okay. no, 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 not Luigi. Wait, um, Prin- doesn't Princess he Peach. do like a like a diving punch or something? Something like that. He can climb on walls with his knuckles. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Honestly, they could they could make a great 3D knuckles game. Now that I think about it, but well, he was in Sonic Adventure, right? Yeah, I think so. Mm. I, I definitely had that because I remember being blown right the fuck away with that fucking intro with the fucking um, killer <laughs> killer whale, man. That shit was like absolutely fucking mind blowing, man. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. This is this is just another a great one. Mm. If I had another like kind of like slight honorable mention, it might it might be Mega Turrican, man. Oh well, that's a whole other story. I never got to play that one. <laughs> Megan's Megan Super Turrican were like really great games. Yeah, I, I definitely am interested in them. They did a collection of that game recently, but I think it was only on the PS4, and I just haven't gotten a right. hold of it yet. But and yeah, I, this, the Sonic and like the the kids who lived next door to me, there were there were three kids, the two brothers. And they were close in age and they used to play games together. They played a lot of the Sonic games and especially um, Sonic 2 where you had the split screen. And I just was wondering, I don't know if this one had the split screen as well or what. There was split but, uh, screen in Sonic? Yeah, in Sonic I, 2. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> that's weird. I figured since you had brothers, you you guys were playing together. That's what made this. I was thinking maybe that's what made the difference here. That's what made this game really stand out to you. I don't think my brothers were in a Genesis, man. Or maybe maybe I kept it from them or something, you know, being a <laughs> shitty older brother. I don't – it's probably a little bit of both. Because my brother, when it got to the N64, that was my brother's system. Mm. And I played like GoldenEye and Star Fox, but I never mm-hmm. played – I never played a whole lot of – comparatively, I didn't play a whole lot of uh, N64 really. Just like yeah. they didn't play this. Yeah, I, I, N64. I think I think we should have an interesting episode on the N64 someday. <laughs> yeah, I have some hot takes on that one. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, God, this looks... I mean, when I see this bit footage, too, it just looks like I want to play it again. It looks cool. I love platformers. Mm. Um, my, those and fighting games are still my favorite genres, man. Well, I will say that the Sonic series never clicked with me in 2D. Uh, I did mess with the 3D ones. Yeah, and they had a lot of problems, but I still found them interesting and engaging, and I and I completed them. And I've, I even played recently. I think it was Sonic Generations, where you f- went back and forth through the 3D and the 2D stuff, and yeah. it was it was pretty cool. And Sonic Mania, I'm not sure what Sonic Mania is. Like if those levels are remixed or whatever, it was cheap. No, and it's just, new. Like, yeah, sure. And it's I ended new. up. I ended up enjoying it because I felt like whatever they did, they let me go fast. <laughs> that's oh, oh, that's really the key. They were just like, okay, we've designed these levels so that you can go fast without getting knocked out of it every two seconds. Right, 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 right. I got to play that again. That's great. So yeah, Sonic Mania impressed me given the fact that I never liked Sonic initially. Cool. All right, we're going to move on to your... Uh, Honorable mention. Honorable mention. All right. My honorable mention is Streets of Rage 2. Now, the reason I have this game in honorable mention is that I didn't really play it back then. 
so Streets of Rage 1 came along. Um, and this was kind of the Sega answer at the time to uh, the absence of Final Fight. For whatever reason, Capcom did their exclusive deal with Nintendo for Final Fight. I don't know if it was timed because I think eventually they got it on the Sega CD. But uh, there was a big hole in the library. <laughs> and right. Sega, rather than make an arcade game, made their Genesis game. They did Streets of Rage. And I played that co-op with a good friend of mine. We're still close friends. We chat every so often. You know, I grew up with him all through the years playing Sega Master System and everything. Uh, we played that co-op when I went to stay at his house. And uh, it was pretty cool. But like the sprites were small. It wasn't really all that impressive in the combo system. Like I used to love and how Final Fight you could do. You just hold up when you're punching and they automatically do the throw and stuff like that. And the sprites were massive for the time. It was a beautiful game. And Streets of Rage 1, while pretty good, and of course had very good music, just didn't really impress me. It it didn't have that arcade pedigree at all. Right. Um, So when Streets of Rage 2 came along, I paid it no mind. I didn't even think about it because I didn't think Streets of Rage 1 was impressive, even though it was pretty fun. it wasn't until many, many years later that I went back to Streets of Rage 2 and I was like, hey, this is pretty good. <laughs> and I just I really started getting into it. And I was like, dude, why didn't I play this back then? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. No, I know why I didn't play it. But damn, that sucks because I really would have enjoyed playing this uh, co-op with someone back in the day. But it was just I don't know what year it came out, if it was past the time too where like i was already pretty much just focused on the super nest because street fighter came out right all right well that's where i am now but this game is really really good i do think that they're too long Uh, i also think final fight is too long um but it's still fun I, i think it's fantastic the arcade style combat and everything this is like this is everything you really could want i feel in a brawler and I think that they did a great job with Streets of Rage 4, too. That's one of my favorite games of the whole generation. And Oh, that remake or the new sequel or no, whatever? Streets of Rage 4, the newest Streets of Rage game. Yeah, I think that was... It's, it's dude, an amazingly good game. It same just feels company, so good. Same company as that Shredder's Revenge, man. As a French company, they're they're killing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, yeah, they're doing a great job, man. They know exactly what makes that genre tick. Yes, absolutely. And yeah. and they, what they did was when they were designing Streets of Rage 4, I remember seeing the video footage that they had basically like a dual output for the Genesis controller. Yeah. And they were controlling Streets of Rage 2 and Streets of Rage 4 simultaneously to make sure that it maintained the feel. Okay. And that's why Streets of Rage 4 feels so spot on. Because they were just like, yeah, we're doing this completely in sync with Streets of Rage 2. And some people were upset that Streets of Rage 3, uh, like the roll ability wasn't in there and stuff. But having played all of the Streets of Rage games now and spent a lot of time with them, I think Streets of Rage 2 is definitely the best um, other than Streets of Rage 4. I think Streets of Rage 4 is better. But if you could have put all of the great stuff of Streets of Rage 4 into Streets of Rage 2, 2 would probably be cooler. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i but did yeah. actually grow up with this a little bit i think i played it at a friend's house first mm-hmm. um and this was one of the first games that was like oh other than sonic this is like oh this is a genesis mm. game 
<laughs> you know, this this really signifies. This is a like an ambassador uh, for Genesis kind, kind mm-hmm. of game. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I definitely played this. Probably beat it at least once. I think with a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe at a sleepover or something. I can't remember exactly, but yeah. um, that's the best way to play these games, you know? <laughs> yeah, these games were really big at the time, like Final Final Fight and yep. all those kind of games, man. Like the beat 'em ups, it was it was really big. I mean, Turtles in Time. I think Turtles in Time though was the beat 'em up for me growing up, but that was a Super Nintendo game. Yeah. Well, the uh, Hyperstone Heist was there on the Genesis, but I never got to play that one. I know, and people say it's great, and like it kind of got overshadowed by the Super Nintendo one. Yeah, well, you couldn't throw enemies at the screen, so. <laughs> oh, but you can on Genesis. No, no. What I'm saying is the Super Nintendo one had the Mode Seven graphics thing where oh, you yeah. threw the enemies at the screen, but the Genesis yeah. one didn't do that. This, oh, again, right. it's like the what can the Genesis do that's better than the Super NES? What can the Super NES do that's better than the Genesis? And that ability of having that sprite scaling flying out to the screen for a pseudo 3d effect that made a huge difference. <laughs> That's true. That was, it was so fun, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. This is, this is great. I, I, I love that beat em ups are kind of back at the moment. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know? That's great. <laughs> Shredder's revenge is like a 10 out of 10 game, by the way. Yeah. It's actually so good that it's like kind of sad. Cause it's just like, Oh, well now I don't know if I want to play turtles in time. This is better. It's, <laughs> And the soundtrack too, the Wu Tang and shit doing songs, dude. Are you kidding I, me, man? Yeah, I just that completely shocked me. I was like, "What is going on?" I, <laughs> I'm so real quick. I make a best of for the year mm-hmm. playlist on my iTunes. Yeah, and these are songs that I discovered that year. They don't have to come out that year, but they often mm-hmm. do. And so I did put that Wu Tang one in <laughs> my best of 2022 playlist. Nice. This yeah. this soundtrack Streets of Rage Two is great. Also, the it's again it's Yuzo Koshiro who did uh, Revenge of Shinobi, so like both both games just have phenomenal music through and through. Genesis had really great music. Looking back, man. Yeah, it's weird because I feel like the sound chip was it was muddled and stuff. Something wasn't right with it because like if you, when they eventually got um, Street Fighter, it didn't sound good to me, right. but the things that were made for the Genesis sound good. Right, right, right. I mean, dude, check out fantasy star soundtrack. There's a couple tracks. Mm. I'll, I'll have to find them and send them to you. I was like, this is, oh, this is so good. I just remembered. I wanted to ask you a question about fantasy star four. Sorry to distract here from streets of rage too, but yeah, did the, you said you played the Japanese version. Yeah. Did the Japanese version use kanji or was it all katakana like the earlier games or hiragana? I believe it used kanji, but it might. Okay. It definitely wasn't katakana. It was hiragana at least. Let me let me look that up. That's, real quick. that's okay. You don't have to say yeah. now. I guess we could find out later. I just was curious because I remember thinking, oh, Fantasy Star One uh, on the Sega Ages re-release would be kind of nice to play uh, in Japanese. And then I took a look at it and I was like, ah, uh, I think this is all hiragana. I, I don't. I don't want to do that. Dude, the original Master System version was all no. katakana, which was It's all katakana. Okay, yeah. That's I just was... remember thinking, without kanji, this is going to be really difficult for me. <laughs> yeah, can you believe? Yeah, but that's just how it is. Kanji makes it easier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're ready to move on to number ones then. Yep. It's time for the big show. The big show, man. It could only be one for me. 
Come on, show up. Let's let's see what it is. <laughs> ah, <laughs> it's Mortal Kombat two, because Mortal Kombat one and two kind of lumped together in some ways because mm-hmm. you actually it was this is a clear pick over the regular and over the Super Nintendo because you had the blood. Well, the the blood was there on the first Genesis game, and not right. on the first Super Nintendo game. But Did Super Nintendo have blood. The Super Nintendo version of MK2 had blood, but I think most folks didn't know or care because they had gone to play on the Genesis because Genesis won over that crowd with the first release. Gen- yeah, it won over the crowd. I preferred Mortal Kombat on Genesis for for that. I mm-hmm. We can kind of... I'm going to kind of cheat here. Mortal Kombat 1 and 2, basically, because of the blood. And mm-hmm. I was just a big Mortal Kombat fan. I still am. I buy all of them. I did quit during their... Dark Ages from four to eight. <laughs> we don't talk about them, but I, dude, and two is one of, is probably the best one. And I don't know, man. This is this. You know, I thought of some other games like Vector Man, <laughs> other good ones. But if you're talking mm-hmm. about games that I played at the time and I loved and are are, are kind of indicative that are representative of the genesis of Sega, mm-hmm. this is it for me. This is it. I was on a bunch of systems, but. I think really shined on the Genesis. So yeah, I had it on the super Nintendo. I actually got okay. the uh, SNES version, um, which means it came out after street fighter two. <laughs> so, okay. And uh, I, I think it's hard to say, I haven't gone back to do any sort of Pepsi challenge between the two versions, but I do feel like the uh, super Nintendo version was prettier. I don't know which yeah. one has better sound or anything like that, but when it came to mortal Kombat one, there's yeah. no question like we were all playing on the Genesis and I remember and that's and that's with a three button controller. Oh, right? yeah. and this is a oh, this is a five button game, had... isn't it? Didn't we just how did we it, even play it? By the time two came out, it might have had six. I can't remember so exactly. I know I know that I played Mortal Kombat one on on the Genesis three button controller because I've never held a genesis six button controller i think it had i think it had like just different controls man we just got around it somehow dude (laughs) like yeah but no we we it's i remember this was you know freshman year i went to uh my boarding school and i had this roommate who lived not too far from the school so like he and i and another friend all said like let's go to this guy's house for the weekend and we yeah. did that. We had to sleep over that weekend just to get off the campus and stuff. And we rented Mortal Kombat and we played it like all weekend with the blood code or whatever it was. We had a great time. Dude. I that would have been 93. I oh. love all the characters. One time I was with a Japanese friend of mine and we're looking mm-hmm. at, we went to GameStop or something. And we look at Mortal Kombat and then he's like, oh, is that character Chinese? And it do- <laughs> it dawned on me that the characters they might have like ethnicities now, like I think, like yeah, like they filled in the backstory. <laughs> yeah, Sub Zero's Chinese, Scorpion's Japanese, and all that. That's, but mm. I think at the time, this was just Asian shit. You know, they like they they're they're on yeah. record saying that they really loved um, Big Trouble in Little China and all that kind of shit, mm-hmm. and. Who doesn't? They, they were just throwing <laughs> shit. They were just putting a bunch of Asian shit in the fucking blender 
and mix it with American comic books and here you mm-hmm. go. This is it. Like, so uh, yeah. I just thought it was funny. It was like, I don't think a lot, a lot of Americans are really thinking about like nationalities with Mortal Kombat, but like that was mm-hmm. his first question. <laughs> is Sub-Zero Chinese or something like that? The answer is yes, actually. The answer is actually yes. The, the, the official answer was it doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter like, dude that's nobody's thought about that <laughs> they're ninjas but it doesn't really it's just yeah <laughs> they're all kind of culturally appropriate now i think they're all kind of fleshed out also the women characters are more dressed these days for the most part mm-hmm. yeah. uh they're not you know they're not wearing lingerie but mm-hmm. uh so mortal combat even mortal combat to a certain extent has gotten a little woke uh which is which is good but uh yeah i mean it's just great look at this look man it's awesome ready to move yeah, on to I, I'd, I'd be interested to do a little side by side of uh, the genesis version and the super nintendo version but like if they feel good to control they feel good to control and like for me i played on the super nintendo because i had made the shift over there and it had yeah all the buttons so the Genesis might have been worse in some ways, but it was just like Mortal Kombat was a Genesis game to me. Didn't this get a 32X release? It might have, or Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 or something. Huh. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Now, this is a weird thing, because like I think about this now, and I don't think there's any way to legitimately purchase Mortal Kombat 2 in the modern era. Not right now, but I feel yeah. like the 30th anniversary is coming up and they're going to... Oh, okay. Because, yeah, like yeah. I, I, I'm i not interested in Mortal Kombat 10 or 11 or whatever it is we're on now. But I would, even though I find the animation stilted, it's not to my liking, I still do have that bit of nostalgia for it. And I do appreciate the color pop and the babalities and all that. So, like, if they did re-release this on modern systems, I would say I'm definitely going to grab MK2. This was like again like my gore game, uh, like we had we had like Altered Beast, you know. Again, mm-hmm. I didn't really notice this at the time. By the way, if you held down right here, uh, <laughs> it, the body would drop. Um, so Jax just knocked Liu Kang up to the the ceiling of spikes in the pit. <laughs> That's what yeah. Andrew's reacting to. Most people don't even realize that I think, but yeah, the, the corpse he, will come off the spikes if you yeah, hold down. Yeah, yeah, he'll come down. <laughs> Um, so, so, I mean, what was I saying? It's a gr- great game. It's, it's gore. It's oh yeah, gore. So, yeah, I didn't notice it at the time. I wasn't didn't consider myself a horror kid or like a gore mm-hmm. kid, but I did like bloody anime. I knew that. Mm-hmm. I, I knew I, that was the first anime I ever saw, yeah. and I was like, this is my shit. And yeah. this was my game. I love Street Fighter as well, but this was like. Yeah, no, this know, is man. definitely like a different blood vibe. And and shit. You know? Yeah, I just thought it was yeah. really cool. My parents would like restrict us from mm-hmm. playing this shit, obviously. <laughs> so, um, just great all around, man. Yeah. Great memories. All right, mm-hmm. you're number one. All right, so wait, before we go on to the number one, I'll say uh, my number three was Revenge of Shinobi. Uh-huh. Number two, Castle of Illusion. Honorable mention. Honorable mention. Why can I never say that word? Uh, went to Streets of Rage 2, and now we're ready for number one. Okay. Here we go. Golden Axe. <laughs> I love Golden Axe. 
I will play it and replay it until the end of time. It's just, it just feels good. It feels so good to play. And like, I love the arcade version. I love the Genesis version. The Genesis version is longer than the arcade version. It's got like an extra level, you know, now after many years, I could say like, all right, I'm, it's not that big a deal. The extra level, like it doesn't add all that much. Um, but it's still cool. And actually, I think this is another case of um, something we discussed another day with uh, lo-fi audio sounding better to me. The okay. audio on the Genesis obviously is not going to be as good as the PCB on in the arcade version. But something about those sound effects, possibly just the constant exposure as a child, uh, has really made them feel like home to me. I love those sounds. I love the lower quality sound of the Genesis more than I love the arcade version. And this is a game I played a whole lot in the arcade and I beat in the arcade. I just, I could never get enough of this game. I thought it was fantastic. It was like, you know, it's, it's kind of like that peak fantasy stuff. You're, you're riding dragons, you're wielding this giant ax, you're doing magic. I generally stick to Tyrus Flair because I love her dragon magic. And I'll just always, I always save up all her magic so that I can have the big dragon head come in and, and burn everyone. Because why would I do anything else, honestly? <laughs> so, and and you can see like the classic artwork too for Golden Axe was like, again, that 70s uh, Frank Frazetta, uh, Boris Vallejo kind of vibe going. Uh, Conan the Barbarian. Like it's just, it's all there. You know, you got your Conan and uh, Red Sonia going. You got your, uh, your, your dwarf with an axe. Like it's just... It just plays on all of these classic tropes and it does them all so well. I love the music too. And I love the goofy interstitials between the stages where like, oh, it turns out you were on the back of a turtle. Uh-huh. Oh, it turns out you were actually flying on an eagle that whole time. Did you know that? <laughs> and then you, and that's how you make your way to death adder or whatever, or should I say death equals adder, which is for whatever reason, how they wrote it on the uh, title screens. And something I only learned recently, um, I decided to buy the Sega Vintage Classics, I think it's called. The, this, this was on the 360. Uh, there was a re, re, uh, re-release or whatever from, I think it was M2. And it got a little more attention than the original Golden Axe that released on the 360. Um, so it had some nice tweaks and you could change the version. And in the Japanese version of Golden Axe, the arcade edition, there's a part where Axe Battler walks out and he attacks an enemy. In the Japanese arcade version, he chops off the dude's head and it flies at the screen, like in that Mode 7 Turtles in Time style. And I just was like, what the hell is happening here? This is amazing. But it was one of those things that was censored, I guess, for America because, yeah, you know, maybe decapitation is not what we should be uh, it's using to attract, to attract audiences. But, yeah, it's definitely there. Like, that's what I was saying, too, about this with Mortal Kombat in the past. Just that's how we were. We were, like, ultra-violent, and we wanted to play games that showed new and creative ways to, like, murder people to completely destroy them and dismember them i don't know i i mean i'm glad that we're in an age where animal crossing sells millions and millions of copies now you know i'd rather see something like that succeed over cutting people and maiming them but at the time 
that's what we wanted, man. That's what it was. What kind of ultra violence can you offer us? And yeah, if I had seen that as a kid, I would probably have loved Golden Axe even more. <laughs> oh, like, definitely. I can't, I can't even, I can never get enough of it. Like I just play through it and it's a quick game, you know, and I'm not great at it. They have a rating system when you finish the game and I'm usually like a C or something, but I don't really care. I'm having fun the whole way through. I really enjoy it. Dude. I, I and know it's co-op. I'm a broken record here. I didn't grow up with this game, man. I <laughs> just, I, I wish I had, it looks cool. Uh, mm. I'm sure I would have liked it. Um, it just, you know, I don't even know if I saw it in EGM or something. I, it, like, it was just not on my radar. Like, like this game. And well, like, this, so this like, would have been this, this probably, I think this was in arcades in like 89. So I don't dude. I, know. the thing is maybe even by the 88 time or earlier, I just, I wasn't going to arcades until maybe mm-hmm. 92 at the earliest, yeah. like the whole arcade side scroller platformer. Like I had missed that entirely. By the time I was in arcades, like kind of the fighting game boom was happening. Mm-hmm. I yeah. Think. And so, that's, that's a huge factor. Like street fighter, as much as I love it, I have to admit, like it kind of ruined the arcade for me because rather uh, than yeah. exploring all these other cool games and different genres, I was like, well, I'm just going to get on street fighter and see who challenges me. I know it kind of like was just too good. Yeah. Um, it looks cool, dude. There are some toys from Storm Collectibles or something. Mm-hmm. They make the dragon that you can <laughs> ride on, and they and all the other characters too. You yeah, should look this I've up. I've seen them. They, they look, look really re- nice, really good. I general I have like this general policy of um, tchotchkes and toys yeah, and things yeah. like that, where it's like if it's going to cost me more than it would cost me to get this game, then I'm not going to buy it. But I, I would admire it. I understand. I <laughs> I do buy some. There's a Mortal Kombat reptile I really want. It looks fucking so, sweet. Sometimes I just say like, yeah, the toy store is where I keep my collection and it rotates in stock. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I'll go in and look at all the stuff and be like, that's cool and have to leave it there. Cause I'm just like, where am I going to put it anyway? I never, I don't think I ever played this in arcade, man, either. Like this was... The arcade version might have been a little before my time. I was, a, I think, I was aware of this game on Genesis, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It just, yeah, kind of passed no, me I rem- by. I can remember this. this I was at, I, I went to a day camp uh, one summer, and like this kid on the bus was telling me that uh, Golden Axe had come out for Sega Master System or whatever, and I was like, "What? You're a liar. That's not true." And he's like, yeah. "I saw it." It was at Toys R Us, and I was like, "Where? where what did the title screen look like?" As if he could tell me what the title screen looked like. That was like the <laughs> ultimate defense, you know. Like, if you could tell me what the title screen looks like, you've definitely seen this game. <laughs> but uh, no, he, he, I don't know. He said something about how, like, well, you know, there's an axe or whatever. You know how kids are. Yeah. Right. And, right. And I didn't believe him, but eventually it did. Uh, obviously, come to the Genesis, and it showed up on Sega Master System, but I don't know when. And it was the, a really, really broken version on the Sega Master System. What's the Japanese title for this? Do you know? Oh man, I you know what? No, I don't know. I, I, I Altered like Beast I, is Juoki, which is yeah, the be- beast, I can't remember Beast Master Record, the record of the 
Beastmaster. Right. But I can't remember. I feel like it might do the same thing where like both names are visible. And so I never really registered what the Japanese one was. Oh, okay. But I don't think the American, there's like a, I think it's just two kanji. And I think one of them is like, I think it's like a war axe or something. I'm going to look it up right now. I'm I'm trying to, trying to remember. I'm sorry to the audience who's listening to me, like stammer, try to figure this out. But yeah, we're going to figure it out. It's just two kanji for that. No, it's not golden axe. It's okay. It's, sen, I, sen. I think it was like sen battle ono. axe. It's be, it's fight tatakau and axe mm-hmm. ono. Okay, which, so yeah, which okay. I don't know the reading for ono, but it, it's sen. That's definitely sen from like sen soul. Mm-hmm. We get a little bit of our Japanese stuff in in here. <laughs> but yeah, it's not golden. It's definitely not. No, golden. no, there's and not there's no, golden. and and the axe is not gold in in the game either. So, <laughs> no, right, yeah, that was just, that was, you know, to their credit, it's a good title. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, it should have been probably should have at least. Well, if they made it golden in the fucking cover, and it's never golden in the game. That it's might it's have not even really gold. Off. It's not even really gold in the cover. I know, I know. I'm just saying, like, if they really wanted to go all the way yeah. localizing it with that title. <laughs> they have a they have a few extra steps there, but again, right? It's the like, does it make sense? No. Is it cool? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, name golden name axe. Just, it rolls off the tongue, man. For it's sure, it's a cool name. That's a good name. I like it. I'm with it. Definitely. <laughs> Simple. But yeah, this game really, really did it for me, and still does. I still play it on the regular. I just go back and I sometimes play the arcade version, sometimes play the Genesis version. I like them both a lot. The Genesis, since the Genesis version is longer, sometimes I'll play the arcade version instead to just go through it more quickly. Okay. The arcade version, you know, it's, uh, it doesn't take long. I think it's only like 20 minutes or so. Nice. And you would think after all these years that I would be able to ace this game, but nah, man, I still get killed on the regular by skeletons and stuff. And they're a real pain. (laughs) That's how it happens, man. It's fun. It's fun. And so if anybody's interested in Golden Axe, uh, I would say on the Xbox, add the uh, Sega Vintage Classics or Sega Vintage Collection version to your wish list. And when it goes on sale, and, they, and it often does, uh, grab it. You'll, you'll also get to see the Japanese edition where the head gets lopped off and thrown at the screen. Okay. With some early 3D scaling. <laughs> That's fucking sick, dude. Yeah. All right, is that pretty much gonna do it for this episode? I can't yeah. believe we made it to the end, man. That's it. Yeah, we took some extra time on it. There's a lot to talk about with the Genesis, and of I, course I, we I, we have the honorable ahead. mention. Uh, honorable mentions, yeah. I like to I like to add that. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I thought that we weren't gonna have enough to talk about for this episode, and then now now look at us. Ah, oh, you you forget who I am. <laughs> yeah, well, look at me too. You know, I talk a lot as yeah. well. So, yeah. Um, all right, I guess it's going to do it, everybody. Thanks again for joining our Patreon. And uh, let us know in the comments if you like this and what else, what other stuff you'd like for us to do behind yeah. the paywall for Season 2. And uh, we'll check you later. All right, thanks, everyone. See you.